Hello, and welcome back to First World Solutions, the problem-solving show for people who don't necessarily need one. I'm Joel. I'm Oscar. I'm Tom, and we managed that without any mistakes. We remembered our own names for the first time in about four weeks. It's it's one of the only times I have I ever have to say it out loud because whenever I introduce myself to a new person, I immediately on the spot think of a cool nickname rather than my own. See, I, I don't struggle like you two do because people never get my name right on the first try, so I I repeat it frequently. Hi, I'm Joel. John? No, Joel. Josh? Giles? Jevin? No. I can't count how many people have mistaken you for a Jevon in our time. It's just got one of those faces, you know? <laughs> it's got a real Jevon vibe a real about Jevin it. vibe. A jutting Jevon jawline. You know where I could see a Jevon living? Or working? more Working. I was going to um, say the Star Wars extended universe, but go that, on. That too. But also, um, so I was walking up the, the road to my flat the other day. Uh <laughs> Flawless entry. Thank you. It's what we call a segu. Uh, <laughs> in de- Delicious with pasta. Industry term. So I was walking up the street the other day and uh, I walked past this cafe and they had a sign out for their new delicacy. Now, you boys have heard of donuts, right? I'm donuts, aware. Yes. They were big in the scene for a while. Donut. Everyone's about donuts. They've had their day. Ta- they've had their day. They've, ha- they've had their day, yeah. And you know what came in after them? Sourdough. Yes. Everyone's about sourdough. We want bread that tastes like it's no. Yeah. <laughs> like it's off, like it's bad, but it's good. The, the juxtaposition appeals to my millennial uh, my millennial sensibilities. Yes. Yeah. So sourdough, that was big. That That is fading. That's waning. This cafe that I walked past seems to have sensed a gap in the market. Please don't put your hands together, Joel. Please, I beg they of you. They crushed their hands together and oh. they, they had a sign for their sourdough nut. Which to me, you, there's no way. There's no way to say that without it sounding like a sex thing. You can't. No, there's absolutely no way. You can't because sourdough. The emphasis is on sour. Donut. The emphasis is on dough. Dough. So you you have to say it like sourdough nut, and it just it's. And you also the the cadence implies there's a fourth word. Yeah. You know, like sourdough nut yeah, cake or like, sourdough nut milk. Sourdough nut, please. Yeah, or like you're just about to hear the RRP of the sourdough nut from Mattel. Like it doesn't, it's got such aggression to it. It sounds like a kid's toy. Also, again, the 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 dynamic of the word leads you to end on that it's a kind of nut rather than like a donut that's sourdough. Yeah. Which just makes me think of like peanut shell bread inside. You see, I was thinking the other way around. It's a peanut in all but name, or like, a, or actually more like a walnut. But then you touch it, and it's just soft. Yeah. See, the thing is, I I can't even envision it being a good delicacy, even taking into account. Okay, the name not good. No. Donuts are all about being soft and sugary and jam filled. Yeah. And may I yeah. add, sweet and and sweet exactly. <laughs> Sourdough is all about being angry and chewy and tough but dippable and toastable. Like, there's, there's no middle ground there. It's, it's... I wouldn't put smashed avocado on a donut. No. No, I would not. I would also not put strawberry jam in the middle of sourdough. It just wouldn't work. So are, are we thinking that this is smashed avocado inside of dough? Oh, fuck that. I'm sorry. No. I don't make the rules. Wait, no, or just balsamic vinegar. Oh, God. Yeah, why not? At this point, you've already created a monster. Why not see how far you can push it? Balsamic oil, yeah. It's a fully savoury, fully savoury donut. 
So the outside is actually just regular donut texture, mm. but the inside is things that would typically go atop a brunch slice of sourdough. Yeah. Some charcuterie is in there. Just just yep. some meat spilling out when you bite in. Yeah, yeah. you have about a mouthful and you get a mouthful of prosciutto. Mm. Mm, delicious. Some rocket mm. in there. Lots of, too much rocket. Wait, rocket. You bite in. It's just rocket. It's just <laughs> not liquefied. Just dry rocket. But like quite a lot of it as well. Like they pack it in. You get your money's An worth. An imperceptible amount. Mm. You, you, you pick up the donut and it's shaking from the pressure inside caused by the volume of rocket. <laughs> this rocket's going to take off. Oh, Pappy, that's why they call it that. I hated it and it made me very upset for the rest of the day. Because you couldn't stop thinking about this sour, sour donut. Yeah. yeah it's, you can't say it good. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of another way to emphasize it, but sour donut, sour donut. But that if you say sour yeah. donut, it sounds like a donut that's gone wrong. <clears throat> if you say sour donut, it sounds like a sex thing. If you put all the emphasis on nut, I think it just confuses, mm. which alleviates the sexual problem. Just sour donut. Yeah, but it sounds like you're not talking about sourdough. Like, or you could uh, you could put like a DJ stutter in the middle, like sour d- donut, sour d- donut. <laughs> That, but that just sounds like a donut that's been left out too long. It's still better. It's already better. It's it's already sour, better. Sour de donut. Sour do 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 donut. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, it. That, yeah. And the more of them you put in, yeah. the more it's good. the more delicious it is. That's got more less of a you DJ both, vibe and more of a, like a this Sunday 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 kind of vibe. Yeah, I, I was just thinking monster trucks. Yeah, this sourdough 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 donut donut donut. Yeah, I think it's good. It's better. Um, if we yeah, well that's it in a relative sense. Yeah, and, and that's all I needed. If, if anyone listening is in the Bristol area, we, could you march down to this store with placards, just just to yeah anything to get them to stop? But in the meantime, we'll we'll jump out to, to moving on to other people's issues because other people have got issues. <laughs> Boy, do they! <laughs> Does anyone, none as serious as ours, but none as some. serious as sourdough nut. Um, <clears throat> but uh, if anyone's uh, got a suggestion that they found across the internet, there. I, I went swimming in the, in the pool of the web and I found something and I found this at the bottom of the lake. I dredged this up. This is from uh, Darby17 on Reddit. Thank you very much. Who says, Words with Friends has a much more generous dictionary than Scrabble. Thusly, I played Ezine in a live Scrabble game last night, mm. got challenged and lost my turn and my pride. Is that Ezine like an electronic magazine, like an Ezine? It just says, it's just E-Z-I-N-E, but there's yeah. no hyphen. Mm. That sounds to me like an electronic magazine. Words with Friends is much more modern. Scrabble rules have not been updated since circa 1971. If, you, if it wasn't written with a quill, it doesn't exist within the official Scrabble dictionary. Yeah. So Greek words, Roman words, they're all good. They're gravy. Have you ever played against someone at Scrabble who fucks with Greek, Roman, Latin... It is the most frustrating experience imaginable. You say that with such confidence, yet every game of Scrabble I've ever played with you, you will quite happily play Z. Yep. Quo. Don't hate don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, but Tom's hating both. I would argue it's not the most frustrating thing. I think the most frustrating thing is is players who are good at words with friends coming to play Scrabble in the live space and not being able to just randomly throw tiles on the board and have the algorithm tell them whether it's right or not. They put letters on the board and then they say, is that a word? Oh, and you go, no. And they go, I'm just going to Google it. And you no. You can't have rompable. That's you not a thing. You can't have rompable, especially if it's just R-O-M-P-U-L 
A-L. That's not anything. <laughs> it's also the one of putting a Y at the end of any uh, like verb. You know, like fight, fighty. Well, <laughs> I think I'd use it. I, However, my Scrabble rules are if you can get a chuckle out of one other player, it counts as a word. That's what I tend to go with as well. But the trouble is there's low-hanging fruit. Generally, if you can just make an, a sound that sounds funny, so just mm. bits of bits, and then if that makes one person laugh, you're in. That's right. That's in, that's in the game. That's in it's the rules. A, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to allow it. If someone laughs at that particular word, that's a word, man, dude. It's like, oh, man, check this out. Triple letter score on the word glomp. What's glomp? It's the sound of the yogurt falling on the floor. What else? <laughs> I, I like triple letter score. I would have given it to you for that. <laughs> triple letter score, that's three letters of the word coleslaw, which, as we all know, is uh, what you win when you get good marks in Monopoly. No, we're talking about Scrabble. No, but it still applies to a Monopoly as well. They're all the, if you play either game long enough, they become the same game. Yeah. Well, that's a revelation that's I didn't not, expect to have today. Well, you've you obviously not played Scrabble or Monopoly long enough to have, uh, you know, witnessed the, the bleed. I but feel like happen. everybody's played Monopoly long enough. There's only so, like, each Monopoly game lasts five to six hours minimum. Yeah, yeah but in the seventh hour, there's that third act that um, most people don't bother playing. It's in the extended rule set. <laughs> that's um, when the role playing starts that's when it's a blood in. sport <laughs> the iron becomes a full life-size iron oh yeah yeah the physical challenges start coming into play jail has real life consequences the police get involved there's a guy with a shiv standing in the prison waiting for you yeah i, I came second once it took a lot out of me it explains <laughs> a lot about my character today <laughs> the, the shadows of the people I bankrupted still haunt my dreams So we need a way to ease in Words with play, uh, Friends players Into the frankly much more inhospitable environment That Scrabble provides um, I'm thinking Is there any way of uh, Having kind of like a device on your You know the little green stand you put the letters on Yeah Is there any kind of automatic shuffler device we could invent that the other players wouldn't realize you have but tom you've already you've already stumbled across it in your description of it what you're talking about boggle oh i am talking about boggle scrobble you're talking about scroggle scrobble scroggle scroggle oh scroggle sounds like a Sounds like a thing that lives at the bottom of a public swimming pool. <laughs> it's the kind of thing that was around in like medieval folklore. Yeah, for beating off demons. Well, hang on. Wait, wait. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> Actually, that sounds exactly what the scroggle would do. Yeah. Yeah. Fluffer. Demonic fluffer. That's what it is. That's fine. And I'm okay with that. It's a demonic fluffer. And within the context of Scrabble, it's a word fluffer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got to fluff my letters a bit. Yeah, because you were talking about it being uh, being discreet, but I think there shouldn't be that luxury if you are coming from a different format into this one and expecting the same treatment. Yeah, It's kind of like that, you know, in Scrabble, if you don't have anything, you've got to put all your letters back and get new ones. And, you know, you know do the walk of shame of your hand over to the bag and tump everything out, get everything new again. Mm. If you uh, are forced to rely on the... Scroggle, was it? Scroggle, yes. Yeah, if you're forced to rely on the scroggle, you've got to load your, your tiles into the scroggle machine and pump it up and down comically for a couple of times. Yeah. And then it'll make a big silly noise so that everyone it draws attention to your big silly mistake. And then you go, well, I got B 
B. And then that'll always be a word. Just the letter B. <laughs> Can I play this? Can I do this? This I really like. I feel like there needs to be uh, a risk-reward system in place. I was thinking maybe for every press of the scroggle, you lose one point. Okay, yeah. Okay. So you can continuously press it, but you're yeah. risking more and more score. But you never know, the scroggle might give you like something you could have never seen with your eyes before that. So does, does, this, does this fix the, the rule of, of Scrabble players being more or less lenient than Words with Friends players? Because the issue was that the word wasn't recognised in Scrabble, even though it was recognised in Words with Friends. No, you're right. We, we've created a system in which we can, they can find more weird and made up words. Mm. What, what yeah. if in, instead of um, sort of using the scroggle to find words that you were allowed to play, um, you could pay a tithe to roll... To, I like tithes. To roll the scroggle. Um, <laughs> and whatever it makes is a word for that game. <laughs> and, any, and anyone can play it. But you must define it accurately within yeah. five seconds. If it doesn't yeah. feel like a convincing definition of the word that is created, mm. then you lose your points. Yeah. I think I played a Simpsons version of Scrabble that had a similar rule. I think that could kind of work. I'm going to see very quickly while we fight, iron out the finer details of this, the kinks, if there is a kind of random letter generator on the internet that we can run a mock scroggle There's with. a daily word puzzle website called dailyscroggle.com. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, um, it's very confusing. Today's puzzle, themed puzzle, racing. 5AC, 1AF, 1AG, 2AL, 2AN, 2A. I think this is robot games. Okay, so I've found a random letter sequence generator. Uh, I am able to generate... I'm able to generate sequences of seven at once. So uh, my first word that the scroggler came out with, Joel, you're going to define this in under five seconds. Hang on. What's the, uh, what's this, what's the sound of the scroggler? Uh, Joel, add that in and post, please. It's got to be very, very loud. Okay. This uh, scroggle that you must define, Joel, is dwet. J-W-E-H-E-T. Um, it's like when you spill something like treacle on something. It's not, it's not wet because it's not slippy enough. It's dwet. It's like, <laughs> like it, it gets stuck in your mouth like that word. Yeah. It's <laughs> the inside of your mouth you would describe as being dwet. Yeah. You're, you're, especially after like peanut butter or something. Yeah. You have a big mouth of peanut butter. Your mouth isn't dry. It's dwet. No, because it's still your mouth. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sticky wet. <laughs> sticky wet. Exactly. A sticky Perfect. form of wet. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'm just going to scroggle up a brand new uh, sequence for Oscar. Here we go. I'm in hell. Oscar, you've been scroggled with Lakbvo. Could you spell it for me, please? L-A-K-B-V-O-E. Well, that's just what old-timey people called milk. <laughs> go on. In what country? The ancient... Uh, no, it's, it's old English. It's... Um, <laughs> If you if you read through Canterbury Tales, uh, whenever they describe in Canterbury Tales <laughs> the act of drinking a nice warm glass of milk before bed, yeah. it was um, privy good sir. May I sup upon thine chalice of lakvo, and <laughs> and that would be it. That's the uh, that's see the interesting thing was when it was like you you were using it to churn butter or make cheese, it was milk. But when you were having it. Just before you went to bed, it became lakvo in the same way that tea and supper are different depending on what time of the evening you eat it. Yeah, at. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like a transformative adjective. No, not adjective. It's a transformative noun for um, the same thing, but at a different time of the day. So it's uh, milk had before bed. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tom, I think to give you the same experience, uh, I'm going to give you one. So how many, what's the maximum number of letters on a Scrabble board? Uh, seven. Okay, I'm going to give you a seven letter word, Tom. Okay. Um, see, I'm, I'm losing a lot of points. But okay, so it's fallen. The, the scroggle has fallen on Wyamso. That's W-O-Y-E-M-S-O. So actually, this is an old time, um, kind of like a, a southern drawl slur of uh, the ancient is it racist? kind of... Tom, if it's racist, it can't be played. It's not. It's not racist. It's actually in deep South Texas. Um, in the kind of 1500s, there was a big movement where a lot of just the kind of rural native folk really enjoyed the workings of Plato, and they would often uh, cite his most famous question: "Why am I so?" Uh, yep. And it kind of, over the course of about 50 years, 100 years or so, gradually kind of got slurred because it was such a frequent question mm. into why are you amateur? And it just kind yeah, of I mean, became it's, it. It's like, uh, you know, core blimey was like uh, a uh, bastardization of the term uh, God blind me or like yeah. Lord blind me. Mm. Uh, this is just the way that the dialect has moved on. People heard it through word of mouth and assumed that's the way it was because no one, no one was writing anything down at no. this time. Funny that, like, yeah. in, in rural 1500s Texas, all the philosophy was done face-to-face. -face. You yeah. didn't have your Twitters then. No. Yeah, look at these people, face-to-face, -face, no phones, just living life. I find it very <laughs> questionable, though, those, sort of, um, those sort of terms, like struth being, like, God's mm. truth. I'm like, like, come on. I can understand saying struth. Like, it's still, it's got that sort of swear aspect of being very easy to say and very satisfying to say yeah it is yeah. not satisfying to say for in god's truth i don't believe anyone <laughs> ever started out saying that i think someone in the sort of 1400s struggled <laughs> got struth got struth and was like well that's just a bastardization of the phrase in god's truth which is what as we you know we all say that when we're upset we all say that i think this is the thing that you said that um you know, it's not satisfying to say, and a lot of these terms that we know now are versions of that that are more satisfying to say. Yeah. I think you've got to remember, no one had any fun until 1999. That's true. That's why the phrase is, let's party like it's 1999. Prince wrote a whole song about it, Yeah, about how we're going to party, and then it's not like it's 99, in the same way that Americans use like as a connective word. Like, it's 1999, we can finally start having fun again. Right, That's what okay. that song's about. Um, but everything prior to that was um, miserable. Mm. If you look back over all the records, there was no slang before 1999 because everything had to be said properly. Yeah. In in the Queen's English. Yeah. Doesn't matter which one. And then in came Scroggle and ruined that. Do you know the actual definition of Scroggle? Oh, God, I do I want to? I looked to? it up. It's, 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 it's fine. To Scroggle, to fuss and stroke a cat, usually on its stomach. Can be used on oh. dogs and other pets too. <laughs> Thank God, that was my next question. I really, I really like the idea that it's like a point-and-click adventure game. Just Joel used Scroggle. It doesn't work on this. I, I like that it's on CollinsDictionary.com, and it was submitted by a user. And their additional information was: it was created by my father, W. R. Sutar M. M. in 1984. Scroggle, my friend, for me, meaning to fuss my cat George. Approval status. <laughs> approval status. Pending investigation. <laughs> I need to know more about this George before we can we can red stamp this. That was that 
that was submitted in 2012 and is still pending investigation. <laughs> I'm just imagining in Collins's office, there's like a big board with a cat on it and string going off to all these different areas. And yeah, <laughs> question marks and red tape. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That makes me so happy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Collins, we, we got to spend some time on Collins. <laughs> there's so many words that people have submitted that are still right. pending investigation. We can't stay here all Before time. we move on from, from the scroggle, give us your top two that you can see. Okay, we've got here Chocken, which is, <laughs> which is a mythical creature that lays chocolate eggs. <laughs> Release the Chocken. Who on earth came up with that and not just content in creating an imaginary beast, then thought, I need to submit this to the dictionary? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> There's this one that was submitted in 2019. This was submitted 27th of March, 2019. So Barely a week so, old. So this is not like 90s cringe. This is, this is recent. This is school with a K. Yeah. Another name to say school, but in a cooler, brackets, cooler with a K way. <laughs> submitted by this kiddo on the 27th of March. Approval status, pending investigation. (laughs) (laughs) What's to investigate? It's cool with a K. Other submissions from this user include Faker, Donut Bomb, and Respect. Can we talk about Donut Bomb? (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to talk about the Donut... Well, hang on. We've already talked about the Donut Bomb. It's the sour donut full of rocket. Can I have your best guesses as to what a Donut Bomb is? Uh, Are we... Okay... Is it food-based or sexual-based? It's food-based. No, it's got to be food-based. Okay, is it a pizza inside a donut? No. Oscar? I think a donut bomb is a chocolate donut full of chocolate. You're, you're both a little off the mark. Um, the actual uh, dictionary, Colin's dictionary, uh, it's pending investigation, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> the actual dictionary terminology is donut bomb. To spoil a photo with a donut. <laughs> to a photobomb with a donut. Additional information. Darn it, they donut bombed me with their Tim Hortons chocolate glazed donut again. <laughs> yeah, the common phrase said by many. Oh my fucking god. This kiddo, man. This kiddo, prolific word generator of our time. Prolific, prolific kiddo. How often do you get to photobomb with a donut, with one donut? That it needs a name. <laughs> it was just those four words they submitted, all on the 27th of March. <laughs> You've been saving up a backlog all this time. <laughs> oh, donut, donut bomb, I love. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, he donut bombed me. Damn. <laughs> With his Tim Hortons chocolate glazed donut again. Wow. Oh, when will I learn? Now, I don't know if we've solved this problem, but I feel like we've had enough fun here. Agreed. So it's time to move on. Oscar, what do you have for us? Oh, I got something. Oh, oh, God. It's from Andy Mather. That's Andy Mather, one on Twitter, who says, I... Hang on, I'm going to give him a voice. I have spent years moving my cummerbund out of the way to get to socks, <laughs> ties, tins of beans, bottles of whiskey, and now I finally need it again. It's bloody vanished. <sighs> What? Hashtag first world problems. That, that, took, that took me so long to realise he wasn't currently wearing the cummerbund. 
Yeah, it's 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 a confusing presentation. Yeah, I thought he was having to readjust the cummerbund around his waist to access his stocks, and I was still trying to work that out as the list was going on. I'm like, I got some news for you, Andy Mather. You are wearing your cummerbund definitely wrong. Yeah, <laughs> or, completely or incorrectly. Or your socks incorrectly. You never can be sure. Does anyone know how to wear a cummerbund correctly? I feel like it's one of those items of clothing that's so archaic and lost of time that people just kind of make it up on the spot and go. It's kind of near my middle. That must be right. Is that the one that just sort of goes on your belly and then it like flips up into your face, like in Peter Pan? Is that a cummerbund uh, or is that something else? No, that is that is back when people used to starch their. Uh, it was like a secondary shirt. The cummerbund is like a belt that is much wider than the belt that you go between where the belt line is and like the top. So it's a. It kind of com- It kind of covers the belly button, and that's it. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a styling out wearing a corset for bit, for rotund old men. It's kind of like if your trousers didn't cover your pubis, well, don't worry, cummerbund's got you covered. This man seemingly has, in one drawer, got a cummerbund, shirts, socks, baked beans, ties, and whiskey. Tell you what, pretty sweet drawer. Does this man live in a one a one drawer flat? Like you can have one bedroom flat. Here it is. You know how uh, when you when you you and your partner live apart from each other, and if they're coming around a lot, you you give them a drawer. Mm. Right. This is his drawer. Okay. In which he he keeps his cummerbund for for when he goes out on formal dates, socks because everyone needs a sock drawer. But also over time, it's been kind of well, I can't leave my my loose tins of beans and bottles of whiskey lying around my partner's. Uh, domicile so i'll keep them in my drawer you know show some respect i don't want to put things into their cupboards no because when i'm not here what if they use them if they're in my drawer i know they're safe when they're here so he keeps everything there but the common mud is as we've said none of us are 100 confident on what it was uh but i think this guy ordered one knowing i'm gonna need a common for social occasions but he ordered one that was just very very large i'm talking curtain size yeah. large like just the biggest cummerbund and so he won't fold it because I don't think he wants to, uh, you know, get the crease lines in it just in case that will ruin the effect. Maybe. Yeah. So it's kind of just like wraps around everything else. It's like a bindle, you know, you know, the, uh, little pouches on the end of sticks mm. that cartoon, uh, travelers have. They were all cummerbunds. Yeah. They're all actually <laughs> yeah. cummerbunds. Um, before we go any further, I found a website, the cummerbund five facts. Every gent should know. Okay. Oh. Um, it, it opens with a, with a paragraph talking about how common buns aren't very popular. In fact, <laughs> if there's just one poorly understood and underappreciated formal accessory in today's formal climate, it's the cummerbund. So why isn't it always why isn't it always popular? I have three theories. <laughs> Theory one: a lot of people don't know what a cummerbund is really for and why it's important. Yep. Theory, theory two: vests are so popular that the poorly <laughs> poorly understood cummerbunds don't compete well. Fucking vests have driven cummerbunds out. Yeah, you're gonna love theory three. Go on. Matadors. That came out of nowhere. Can you get can you hit me with that one more time? <laughs> so a lot of people don't know what a cummerbund is for and, and why it's important. Vests yeah. are so popular that poorly understood cummerbunds don't compete well. And matadors. <laughs> I think that settles it, really. I mean, you know, what, what else is there? What, what else is there to know? They've well, the many benefits. Oh, go and, on. And I'll tell you. 
I feel that if more people were aware of the benefits that Cummerbund offers, more people would wear one. Can we can we try and guess before you reel it off? Yeah. Like, because we are admittedly quite dense about Cummerbunds, but there must yeah. be, like, clearly there are practical solutions to this. Oscar, what do you think a Cummerbund is good for? Uh, comedy slingshot. Next. Perfect. Comedy slingshot. Okay. Somewhere to hide your secret whiskey and socks. Well, yeah, no, it's, we've established that. That's this. This guy's got it unlocked. He knows what a cummerbund is for. Mm. Um, Tom's not far off. Um, <laughs> and and I was with comedy slingshot. But... I'm furious. Mm. Number one, bearing in mind this is the first of many benefits, so they've they've not had to sort of dredge the bottom of the barrel. This is their leading benefit: crumb catchers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As the British military first learned, the upward-facing pleats serves as excellent crumb catchers. In fact, that's still a nickname for the accessory even today. Number two is where Tom's suggestion comes into it. Ticket holders. Ah, for the fancy galas you're going to. When the aristocracy adopted cummerbunds, they were used to hold ticket stubs at the symphony or opera. That's good. I mean, like, you know, you, you enter the raffle the start of the night, end of the night... You've had a couple of uh, you've had a couple of beverages. You don't know where your raffle ticket's gone, and they're saying now the winner of this big yacht goes to number five five two. You've lost it. The moment passes. Okay, five five two doesn't want it. Five five three, and then no yacht for you. You're busy patting your pockets. I've got my hand in my cummerbund. I'm in my crumb catcher. <laughs> I mean, I'm deep in the crumb catcher, ready to <laughs> get that yacht. Yeah. The other slimming, okay, fair enough. Color moderation, if that's a concern to you, that's fair enough. Um, it says that they're cooler. Back to their origin, they were and remain cooler waist covering options than vests. I do think they're talking about temperature. I think so here. I don't really think you can grade cummerbunds or vests on a scale of cool to not cool. Do vests go on top of the shirt now? I thought they went underneath. Does, does he think a waistcoat is a vest? I think when they say, if this is an American site, then when he says vest, he's talking about waistcoat. Right, okay. That would make a lot more sense. Neither of those are cool, but no. th- the, the cummerbund is more breathable, I would give. See, I think all they need to do here is rebrand it as a crumb catcher. I, yeah. I would happily buy one of those. Yeah. i tell you what, though. You, you, you get a crumb catcher and you put Cookie Monster's face on that. that is a, that's a good bit of kit. That's a, that's a product. Crummy thick. Sorry? Crumetheus. All hail Crumetheus. Crumetheus is good. I do want to to discuss crummy thick. (laughs) I do not want to discuss crummy (laughs) thick. Hence, I immediately jumped on Crumetheus instead. Yeah, not good, but better. What was that other thing you said? (laughs) What was that thing that anyone else said? Ah, something else? I love it. (laughs) Chrometheus. It's fine. Crummy Thick sounds like the worst kind of mid 2000s rapper. Yeah, who wore a, cr- a cummerbund. <laughs> why not? So, why not just crummerbund? Cr- oh, it's right it's there. It's right there. You only and like if you look at the word cummerbund, if you look at the word cummerbund, it's got too many m's in it mm, and not enough b's. If you get <laughs> there's only one b and two m's. This is so if you get rid of that first m and then turn it into an R, and then put it in front of the U, and then crumberbund, and then put B before the E. Yeah, that's good. Crumberbund. Yes, crumberbund. 
Crumpabum. See, what we've effectively done here is rebrand, repackage, and reinvigorate the Cummerbund, but we haven't helped this guy find his that's it lost. So are we just saying his is lost to time, but should we add in to the Crumpabund a no-lose function so it never happens yeah. again? What, what about using the stuff that he had there <laughs> in the same drawer as the Cummerbund? I mean, socks. Each crummerbund is similar to is is equal to ten socks. Mm. So if you have ten socks, you're golden. Yeah, that's it. And as we know, each pair of socks is equal to two tins of beans if yeah. they're all squished flat and pushed together. And a, a tin of beans on its own is a very small cummerbund for the, a certain shape of man. If you take the label off a tin of beans, then that's probably all right. There you go. That's, that's, that's what I was cummerbund. thinking. If you if you take the yeah if you take all the labels off all your beans and stick them together along with your whiskey labels you've got yourself a, a very colorful cummerbund that's a crumb catcher that you can be proud of i love it i think it's fine yeah Mabi- macgyver a cummerbund if anything a cummerbund <laughs> that's so good i love it i think it's fine like, <laughs> <laughs> five out of ten it's the two it's emotions the, there's two there's two signs of every coin i love it it'll do i have one here um from twitter from user olivia that's livypoo underscore 94 um and she says when people start fighting over whose handwriting is worse i the the first problem here is not bad handwriting let me be clear the problem here is that our generation and generations younger than us as well we don't do so much writing no like i i am very clear that i write once a year per friend for their card and I include family in that as well. And and may I say, what a treat it is to get that kind of archaic scroll through once a year. It is fascinating to behold. It, I like to give a challenge, you know. Um, but but my handwriting's not good. But there are a lot of people that wear that as a what's the word personality? Kind of like a badge of honor. In like a, a way. badge of honor. At least at least with you, you've got an excuse as to why your writing's not good. Yeah, I'm a hideous demonic left person. Yeah, you're 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 part of the dangerous left. The, I am the dangerous left handed yeah. individuals. Whereas I've got it. no excuse because exactly. well, the excuse is that like you, the only time I do any significant writing every year is cards of which I probably write about two. Yeah. And then every, you know, 6 months or so signing a contract for a new job which I start and then get fired from mm. shortly afterwards. But signing is not writing. Signing, I don't know. Well, no, but you've got to, you've got to write. Well, you, that, that's probably the most times in a year I write my name, and like I'm real good at doing that one. Yeah. But even so, I read it back and go, "That's the one thing I've probably written more times than anything else in my life," and I'm still not that good at it. No. I agree that this is an annoying thing that you can really only find in the first world. It's when you like have no important things to argue about that you start jumping on this as an identity. Uh, how can we settle this? in a kind of blood sport handwriting arena. You've got to work out... I think, basically, you need to work out who has the worst handwriting. Yeah, once a challenge has been issued, you cannot back down, you must find out. You know, yeah, because it's, it's the line, like, no matter how bad that you're finding things, there's always someone who's got it worse than you. With this, no matter how bad your handwriting is, there's always someone whose is really much worse than yours. Yeah. So once you know who has... Like, what, what do you reckon the easiest word to write is? The easiest word to, to read legibly? Ooh, see, I get confused by lots of O's. Is it in O? Is it in O or is it a zero? Are they zeros? Are they O's? High, I think. High, all straight lines. Yeah, upper uppercase high. It's one, two, three. It's four lines. It's you know, 
Nice and easy. And even if you don't go lowercase, even fewer lines. Two lines. High is good. Or, yeah, or just I. I think, therefore I am, therefore I write. So what is the most illegibly, what is the worst handwriting you could draw an I in? Well, if you're doing it lowercase and you're doing it sort of all joined up like, yeah, then the common sort of instruction given is to start at the bottom, go up in a straight line, come back down that straight line, and then come out the other side, and then put the dot on. Yeah. If you, if you did that very lazily, sort of ramped up to the middle and then ramped down again in sort of a V. An upside down V or an half upside an down N. V and then put the dot somewhere else. Different piece yeah. of paper. In, leave the dot in the envelope. That would be a bad eye, I think. An upside down V. But it, it would still probably come out in a furious writing session of mine when I have to say lots of love, Joel. That's, there's, no, <laughs> there's no eyes there. But I'll fit one lots in. of love, lots of love from me. That's right. I did this. I made this choice on my own. Nobody told me to. I did it. I'm the best. You're lucky to know me. I said it. Like, look, Oscar, Oscar. If you don't want me to sign your cards with love, then don't. <laughs> you don't need to call Come. me out. There's no need. Well, you know. Okay. You you need to settle down. Have a nice glass of Lacfo. <laughs> <laughs> Just before bed, treat. I think, yeah, we just need to codify, like, a battle system for these two people so that one can walk away with their head held high. Because otherwise yeah. they won't stop. There's no way of accurately saying, oh, mine is so much worse than yours. Six people couldn't read it the other day. And then they go, oh, mine's so much worse. I've never been able to read. Like, it's just, like, he said, she said. No, no, we need a fucking league. Yeah, when you go like, oh, I've got the worst handwriting ever. Because if this exists, then the person could turn to you and go, false. And that yeah. ends the yeah. conversation. It's all done. It's difficult to judge someone based on writing. If you say, okay, write something bad then, they're going to overcorrect. They're going to go too hard in, in heavy, bad writing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, I like the sound of a league. Maybe the league of handwriting. The league of scribbles? So the, the league of the, the LOS, yes. So after you receive a birthday card, you send it on to the LOS. They rank it and they give it back to you. That actually, I mean, to be fair, nobody keeps all their birthday cards. You, you have to throw them no. eventually. Yeah, I, I have piles of cards that I can't get rid of because I'm a sentimental dickhead and I don't want to throw them away, but I also don't want to recycle them. I also don't want to keep them. You can't keep them up because you're not You can't mad. keep them up, but I can't throw them away because I feel bad. Other than the ones that, that are from people I don't care about, but that's a different <laughs> issue. If I had somewhere to send them, if I could send them to the LOS and have them be sort of um documented like regimented ranked graded pieces of handwriting um in the same way that they um they have like that warehouse which is full of jars of specific minerals and paints and all that kind of thing have jars of handwriting <laughs> handwriting jars <laughs> they store all the cards in jars <laughs> collecting your jar of cards Yes, Christina Perry was onto something. She was. She was so close, but she didn't quite invent the League of Scribbles. We did. I really like that idea. Just kind of just like, oh, I'll tell you what, I know you think you got bad handwriting, but I really do. And the other person can turn around and be like, oh, really? I'm in League Two, and I haven't, I haven't seen you around there. I got a top, top shelf you? jar. And let's say like you, you have an accident in which you damage your hand or something like that. In terms of your position within the workplace, that's negative, but. In terms of you, your position in the league, that could be promotion. That could be a bump up from League Two to League One. That's true. You can lean into it. Then that's a big moment. Yeah, you know, you've got to be in. I think you've got to be strict because, as you've said, you can like pretend that you're worse at writing than you are. You can 
know switch hands that you write with to make it uh look more like you were writing as a child or younger or something because you're less confident with it so Mm. i think as long as you're you know you've got to have rules set in place in which people don't try and cheat the system yeah you can only be promoted by someone organically seeing and honestly i'm fine with that and and I, i would extend this to lots of different sort of um categories as well i mean handwriting is one thing there's lots of things that people squabble about and kind of try to be really bad at when really they shouldn't like singing is one yeah cooking cooking um sort of managing of your finances like there are poor people out here and it sucks for them and then it's also really shitty when people pretend to be poor for the thrill of things the sick thrill like, look at me, I'm such a poor student. I don't have any money. It's like, but you you are going out and spending money on takeaways every night and drinking every night and smoking every night. So you, you're you're not poor. So you're going in the league of dickheads. You're going in the league of bad money. The, the, league, the league of money shame. The league of money yeah, shame. You shouldn't People, smoke takeaways. It's you shouldn't idea. smoke takeaways. Don't roll up that cardboard. It's not okay. No. It's thick. It's too much. You certainly can't drink it either. No, which is the issue here. Yeah, I think I think ranking a lot of different things. Handwriting, singing, finance management. Not wealth. Finance management, I think. The League of Budgeting. The League of Budgeting, the lob. The lob, yes. The lob. Um, what other things could we rank? That people get a little bit, like... Proud of bad... Being messiness. At. Messiness, yeah. I like mess. Uh, m- mathematics skill. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so bad at maths. You've no I idea. can't do maths. Oh, I just can't. I just I'll don't do understand maths. it. Quick, tell me another six. Ah, that scared me. Fuck. Ooh. Oh. Slow down. Slow down. Get in the league. Get in the league. I'm ranked <laughs> Boy, high in the you. league, or is it low? I don't sure. I didn't do maths. <laughs> Get in the league. That one, that one could pose an issue. <laughs> <laughs> that one's all letter grades. Yeah, oh, yeah. That one's that one's kind of a an infinite loop on that one's a feedback yeah. loop. Everyone's got their own letter though. It goes from A to Z, and then it's like A star, A double star, A triple star, A quadruple. No, that's going to cause the same issue. We'll work that out. No, we'll think of something else. <clears throat> that's fine. I like a league for every stat. That's yeah. good. Cool. Everyone, it- everyone will know their position much clearer, and it'll make these squabbles a thing of the past. I'm very excited. Shall we move on to our Horsemelon Symposium? We've got a couple on Twitter um, because I put out a a request for inane words and boy, have people delivered. Oh yeah, I've got one here. I think there's a couple more. Okay, I'll throw out one. You throw out that one. Yeah. And then I'll throw out the third one. Uh, And I will remain silent and just enjoy the show. Oscar will be the first to speak once the the idea is out. You know that's my favourite. You know I love being the first to speak. So, here, here we are. It doesn't have to be this order, but these are the three words, okay? No, hang on. So, here we've got Canadian Chicken on, on Twitter who says kaleidoscopic. And here on SoundCloud, we have Canadian Chicken who says kaleidoscopic. Okay, and here on uh, Twitter again, we have Kyle Eric Thorne who said crisps. <laughs> so kaleidoscopic, kaleidoscopic crisps. No, I'm thinking kaleidoscopic crisps, colon, kaleidoscopic. <laughs> exclamation mark yeah you've all heard of a biopic right <laughs> yes you know like a biopic's made of people's lives usually yeah. posthumous but sometimes while they're still alive if you look at like the elton john one uh, now the often maligned variant of this medium is the kaleidoscopic it's basically the same as a documentary of their life but it is just like chopped up and moved around quite a lot 
Yeah, every scene is on the screen at the same time. Every scene plays at the same time. The whole thing lasts about five minutes and it's unwatchable. What this particular kaleidoscopic is, is the story of kaleidoscopic crisps. So you all know how this, you know how this one goes. They teach it to you in, in primary school. It's that crisps used to be one flavor at once. And that was it. It was just one. Simpler times. It was a simpler time before, before well, the crisp space as we know it now, you turn up to the crisp party with one flavor of crisp. You get laughed right out the door. Take your salt crisps out of here. Take your vinegar crisps out of here. Take your onion crisps out of here. And back in the day, it wouldn't have been an issue. It's okay, I guess I'll have one of the salt crisps and then I'll have one of the vinegar crisps, crunch them together in my mouth and that'll, that'll do. Yeah. And when people started accidentally, there was a big accident at the crisp mill where the two vats collided and a batch of crisps came out that were a combination of the two flavours. Mm. Uh at first, they went, oh, no, we can't send these out. It will drive people insane. But one of the testers took one, and yep. uh, it, it cured his um, night blindness. So, therefore, they went, let's give it a go. Let's just give them an initial run. But we can't call them crisps. That's already taken. What is the one medium, the one medium, which gives you multiple perspectives of the same thing? And they said, is that really what you're doing here? And then the other one said... Yeah, it is. Shut up. There's 17 people in this conversation. Some of them are pretty quiet, just to give you some flavor text. So they went, let's call them kaleidoscopic crisps. Uh, and um, they went, okay, well, I'm not really sure how that works, but I guess it's multiple things going on at once. And uh, the rest is history. So every scene I just described is going on at the same time in this kaleidoscopic. Um, and it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. Now, now remind me, kaleidos kaleidoscopics, are they displayed on sort of standard movie TV screens? No, no, actually. Uh, you remember uh, Viewfinders? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, those things that, like, when you go to see a, a natural sort of... Not a natural castle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are those nature castles? When you go to see, like, a random castle on the edge of a cliff and yeah. there's a little, like, telescope that you have to pay pound fifty to use. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they weren't making good business. Well, because they only get one. They only get one fifty at a time. Whereas you present that as two fifty a time, some percentage of markup on the watching experience. So your your fix for the the ailing business of viewfinders was to up the price. <laughs> yeah, but you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, what it needs is an air of elitism. See, here's the thing. Why don't more failing businesses just make their product more expensive? Then if they sell the same amount, they'll make more money. A lot of these people clearly didn't go to business school. It's economics 101. If you're ah. not making enough money, you're not charging enough money. It's yeah. so obvious. It's if so you easy. charge more, if you charge... Okay, if you sell... Okay, if you sell 100 shoes a month 50 <laughs> pairs you would hope you sell 50 yeah. pairs of shoes a month and you charge five pounds for each one of those shoes mm. there's an amount of maths that goes on there which means that you get 250 pounds a month if you charge yeah. 10 pounds for the shoes mm. you have 500 pounds a month and you haven't had to make any more shoes you've just charged more for them shoes is a great one though because previously they used to charge 10 pounds a pair yeah and, and now they sell them separately and they only charge you six pounds per shoe 
Yeah, and you go, oh, that's pretty good. Oh, it's cheap. I remember to- when shoes were, were a tenner. Now they're only six. Ah, oh, this this austerity is really working wonders for this company. And then you this- and then you take and you take two shoes up to the till, and they they ring it up and they say that's going to be twelve, and they give you two boxes. And you go, oh, why? What? I don't understand. Well, I guess they bought two shoes. We cut. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, two six plus six is two. That's uh, that's what I've done. Six in plus six school. is indeed two. <laughs> six plus six is two. Give me my shoes. I'm I'm ranked high in the league. <laughs> do you remember them. the Do you remember the song? Uh, six two. I have two shoes. <laughs> Three four. Still more. Still just two shoes. Still need some more because I I have more feet than the average bear. <laughs> <laughs> Don't most bears have four feet? Um, I won't be taking any further questions about the about the bears at this time. <laughs> okay, but Oscar, Oscar, the evening is out. We've got one more question about the bears. <laughs> I, I I thank you. All. This is this, this interview is over. Goodbye. I only want to talk about the kaleidoscopic crisps at this time, please. Kaleidoscopic crisps. Kaleidoscopic. The kaleidoscopic. Yeah. So basically, what came first, the kaleidoscopic movie or the kaleidoscopic crisps? Like the uh, format, the, the format. Crisps, the crisps came first, and then they dropped the name because people didn't like the number of syllables in it. Okay. Uh, and then, like, it, it went from kaleidoscopic to kaleidoscope, and it went from to, from that to scope to O, and then it went back out again to of. So when you say you want a bag of crisps, you're actually bag. just saying I want a bag of crisps. That's all you're actually saying. But okay. the actual official term is of crisps. I see. You know, um, can I have can I have a handful of crisps, please? May I help myself to some of crisps? Yeah. When you say can I have a coffee, you mean a cup of coffee? Yeah. Because you, you know it used yeah. to be it used to be a longer term and it got contracted down. Yeah. No, so, I, I got you. Yeah. Same. Yeah, same yeah, concept. I, yeah. It's as as I've said before. This was taught very early on, early on in school. Everyone mm-hmm. knows this. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I'll never forget my first lesson of Christery. Yeah, Christery. Yeah. Religious crisps. <laughs> Religious crisps. <laughs> to be fair, out out of all the, the 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 classes that I had at school, the the one related to religion changed names the most times. Because it was always maths, it was always English, it was always science. We had religious education, then we had yeah. religious studies, then we had yeah. religion, then we had maths, then we had, <laughs> then we had sacrifice, then we had a papal ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> it, they just kept changing we had to write a new textbooks out every time eventually they just called it the dark time and then there was the renaissance and then that's how we got paint hmm. the software yeah praise be to ms paint so our, our, yeah kaleidoscope crisps kaleidoscopic um it's just it's it's using the format that inspired the crisp to tell the story of the crisp through the format that inspired it it's it's all circles baby Circles all the way down. Wheels and yeah. wheels. Wheels and wheels. I don't think kaleidoscope is a very good name for the thing that it is. It doesn't no. sound it doesn't sound like something beautiful and colourful and vast. It sounds like a telescope hitting you. Yeah, it sounds like a it sounds like a crash. Now hold yeah. on. Can we just very quickly create the kaleidoscope? Kaleidoscope. That's just Okay, no, that's easy. You know, okay, so you think of you think of uh pirate time telescopes. Mm. Very little eye end, very large end end. Look look end, yeah. Yeah, if you and you ever think about how satisfying it would be to hold two of those, one in each hand by the eye end, and then hit them together. 
and so the big the big the larger lens either end crack into each other and then they kind of like smash yeah what you can see through that split second in which the two lenses crack smash if you can see anything through that then you are looking through a kaleidoscope okay it's quite a high budget um pastime and that's why they aren't very popular yeah because they put the price up yeah, they charge too much money weird yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, well, it, that was it. They they saw how well they were doing charging five pounds for telescope, and then they charged. Well, they used to charge five pounds for the pair, yeah, and then they charged six pounds <laughs> for one. And so you take one up to the till, you yeah. take two up to the till, thinking you know this would um, this would be a funny joke from a couple of minutes ago. And then you're right because it is. Yeah, it it is business one hundred and one. So yeah. named because that looks like a person banging two telescopes together. Yeah, and that's what it's all based on. <laughs> I think that pretty much does it for today. We've we've solved a lot here. We've we've put the world very much to rights. Very much to rights. Um, two wrongs make a right, so it seems. Or two telescopes make a bright future time. for your business <laughs> <laughs> if you charge separately. Um, thank you so much for listening. We have been First World Solutions. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, that's great. You should tell a friend. Um, tell them that we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Facebook? Not for the listening, but for the... For the app-sperience. For the app-sperience, exactly. I hate it. Let them know. Send them a link. Tell them what we're about. Uh, have a listen. Have a chat. Get to it. Very big thanks to Canadian Chicken and Carl Eric Thorne for their suggestions this week. Hopefully this, this uh, HMS got to the place you thought it was going to get to, because what else could you possibly have been alluding to with your three separate submissions? If you want to do any of your own for next week's HMS segment, you can get in touch with us via Twitter. You can find us at FWSCast, or you can find us in the email space at FWSCast at gmail.com. Or you can drop a message to us through our Facebook or shout loudly out your window and I hope that one day you will hear. Sound travels slow. Maybe you're already doing it. I'll open the window in a minute, see if any new suggestions come running in. But please do get in touch. While you're doing that yelling, why not yell us a review? Just yell the number of stars. Uh, and if that doesn't seem like it's working particularly quickly, go to iTunes and leave us a review there, because that really helps. And we really love hearing what you think about the show. Uh, what do you like? What don't you like? Would you like things to be changed? We all would like things to be changed. Everyone wants things to be changed. Don't be so entitled. But please tell us, what could we do? What do you like? Just tell us. Tell us. If you just told us what podcast you wanted... <laughs> You'd have it. <laughs> You'd have it right there. We could do it for you. As always, if you are listening to us on Spotify, please do share the follow link around with your friends as that is a fantastic way of spreading the word. But in the meantime, thanks once again for listening. I've been Joel. I've been Oscar. Oh, I've been Tom. No problems. No problems. <laughs>